0: In this episode of SoundPlus Doctrine, we're thrilled to have our friend Matt Boswell join us for a fascinating conversation on pastoring, leading, songwriting, and co-writing. Matt has written and co-written many songs God is using to serve the church today, including Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery, His Mercy is More, and many others. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to SoundPlus Doctrine. My name is David Zimmer.
1: And my name is Bob Coughlin.
0: And we have a special guest with us. Yes, we do. Mr. Matthew Boswell, or Matt Boswell.
1: Yeah, I, I know him as Matt. You know him as Matt. He's never no, let me call him Matt. Well.
0: <laughs> My mom still calls me Matt. Does she? Yeah. That's <laughs> good. I feel like we're family. <laughs> 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 I've known Matt uh, a couple years now, um, played drums for uh, with you for different conferences that we've done, um, and it's awesome to have you. On the podcast,
1: yeah, Matt texted me last night and said, "Hey, I'm in town, teaching the songwriting class, and can we, you know, get together So I said, "Why don't you come over for dinner?" And then I thought, "Hey, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, why don't you come by. for the podcast?" So <laughs> you had here, me at dinner here. You, I know. Well, that's why I had the dinner first. That's why I asked that first. So yeah, we have known each other for eleven years, I think. Uh, met at a conference, which you were talking about earlier, which you didn't even remember. I remembered you, of course, because you're just you're that kind of person. You forgot me, but then we you came to the Worship God Conference, two thousand nine. Yes. And and that was a very important time in my life. Why um, is that?
2: Well, I, I came and I was looking for. Direction and, and real help in thinking as a worship leader carefully mm. through um, through singing and writing and leading mm. all of mm. it and I was so helped by that I came alone sat in the back very oh, top I of very top that. of the <laughs> oh, of the dome I remember the, the room went up yeah yeah there bleachers in the back, yeah bleachers, you know? in the back yeah, yeah bleachers I sat in the bleachers and uh, just it's watched so everything and just mm. loved it
1: but you came over to our mm.
2: house one night. I did. My friends from the village were also there. Ah, uh, the village church. And okay. um, and so, yeah, and I hung out with them okay. while I was there. Yeah. I was just the only person from our church. Uh, and um, so, yeah, we came over to your house that night and... Uh, and that
1: was your John Piper spoke.
2: John Piper spoke twice. <laughs> Those sermons were so incredible. <laughs> I, just, I love that. hearing him talk about worship. Yes, mm. yes.
1: Well, everything he does is, is, is related to worship. Yeah. but specifically to address that topic. Yeah, I've had yeah. many people throughout the years say those messages like set a direction for my life. Have you heard um he he did a
2: little uh maybe a weekend seminar called Gravity and Gladness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um I I even titled an album with those two words. Yes, you did. Oh yeah, God, many years ago. Remember that? I don't yeah. know what songs are on there, but I'm sure they're terrible. But that—that um, that <laughs> I mean, was from man, just being so gripped bad. by yeah. by those realities mm. present in corporate worship. Amen. Both the gravity, gravity of you know gravity. God's glory among His people yes. and the great joy that that's supposed to bring us. Yes.
1: I mean, yeah. I I, I love hearing Him talk about Amen. that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Before we get too far, uh, you're married to Jamie. Yes. And you live in... North Texas. North Texas. Yeah. And the church is the Trails... You're now a lead pastor yep. of the Trails Church yes. in Salina, Texas. Salina, Texas. Salina, sorry. Yes. So two and, and, and a half years close. ago, we planted Salina. a church Salina. Yeah. <laughs> out
2: of Providence in Frisco. We were there for, I think, around eight years. And, um, and we planted out of Providence, yes, about yes. 20 minutes north of, of where they are. And mm-hmm. um, so it's been two and a half years. It is it's so great. Flown by. Yeah. It feels like two and a half minutes that is so underwater. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard to do. No, I'm totally kidding. It, it's, it's been remarkable. And kids? So great. Yeah, four kids. Uh, our oldest is now a freshman in high school. Wow. And then our, young, our youngest guy is um, eight. And we have twin daughters yeah. in the middle.
0: That
1: is yeah. so great. Great, yeah. so we've got boys at the
2: corners, girls in the middle. Yeah, soccer has been a big part of our life. Yeah. Um, well, that's a fun
0: fact about you. You've been you've been coaching
2: that uh, soccer team. I've I've coached a combined
1: 832 seasons,
2: <laughs> between all four kids. <laughs> spring, summer, okay, fall, and winter. Okay, we're rambling
1: now. We need to get yeah, back on track yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot amazing. of people know you as a songwriter. <laughs> um. Oh, there's so many things we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you tell us a little bit about your story about how you have become? How you got into songwriting? Mm. So um,
2: I grew up in. Um, In Southern Baptist Church. My dad's a pastor. And my earliest memories about the church singing together are of my dad before he would get up to preach, standing on the front row, and he's he's a tall guy. I mean, you've met him. He's 6'5", and he'd be standing out there just his eyebrows raised, voice just boisterous. Mm. He loved singing. He loves singing. He's still with us. Which, (laughs) side note,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you still love... Side note, your kids watch what you do in the Sunday meeting. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Just just a side note. Okay, Mm -hmm. go
2: ahead. And even now, so even now, as a pastor, I stand on the front row and sing and Mm -hmm. look around, just like I saw my dad do. Mm -hmm. Amen. Goodness, I better not talk about that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's that's a one way track Mm -hmm. um, to weeping. So, So but I am grateful for that. And my mom sang in the choir. Um, I started playing guitar. At age fifteen, taught myself a few chords and started started leading worship straight away. Mm. Wow! Um, our our student director <laughs> at the time uh, moved, and so we <laughs> had to have someone to lead the music. And he had taught me how to play. Wow! And um, I learned some chords and and got to work. Man, yeah, I was fifteen, mm. and a youth group of maybe forty students or so, and I, st- I I learned to lead worship. That is crazy, you know, there with them. By sixteen, I'd actually moved to another church and started leading for their the full gathering. Mm. Um, and so, would would do that regularly mm. and wow. uh, just learn so much. The only way I think you know to learn, you can learn through books and through hearing people, but just the practice mm. of that, is yeah. you just learn so much, mm. mostly through what not to do. Yeah, that's right. You make so many mistakes. Yeah. So
1: go there, go that's go there, right. Go there. Yeah, that makes total sense. So, when did you start writing? Um, at 15. So as soon as you
2: yeah, I wrote this little song called "Holy Holy." You don't need to do it for us, and uh, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> so just one less than the standard, right? It's new, fresh, yeah. modern expression. Wow, um, so innovative. It had uh, this like round to it, and uh, I just never looked back. I kept writing, kept writing songs. Well, really poor songs.
1: I can tell you've really grown, and, for uh, sure. <laughs> And uh, have you always written... Okay, so you've written with Matt. You've written a number of people. We wrote a song mm-hmm. together, kind of. We should write more songs <laughs> together. <laughs> Tell that story another time. Um, but uh, Matt Poppy, you've written a lot with. Yeah, Matt and
2: I met uh, some 12 years ago, and we were both writing for different publishing companies in Nashville. Hmm. I was writing for Word, and he was writing for Centricity. I had heard his music and um, he did this record. I don't remember what it's called, but like I, scripture songs or something, and uh. hymns. And it was interesting to me what he was doing. Hmm. He kind of had this like Keith Green "Man on Fire" thing, it, <laughs> and that, I just, that would describe Matt. I loved it. Hmm. I just loved yeah. what he was doing, and he was taking risks lyrically, like using u- using language that I hmm. was also experimenting with. Huh. And yeah. I thought I've got to write with this guy. Hmm. And wow. so our publishing companies. Put us together, and um, we we write all the time. So even even um, so, we write weekly. Even yesterday, though I was teaching a class, I brought him in, and we didn't actually write, but we just dis- we discussed what we need to do on hmm. a couple of hymns that were really close on uh, that'll be on this next project that we wanted to make sure we just had to have conversation. And yeah. so... Um,
1: so you're tweaking
2: melody, tweaking lyric, tweaking structure, what are you doing? Um, that call specifically, we worked on a landing melody of a chorus okay. to see if it was too complex oh. for congregational singing, yeah. or is yeah. like, is that the charm of it? Yeah. Yeah. And then we're working on a, on a lyric, so actually both on a yeah. different song working yeah. on, on a lyric.
1: Well, yeah. Do you remember the first song you wrote together?
2: Yes. The first song we wrote together um, lyrically is actually one of my favorite things that we've done. It was called Creation Hymn. And um, uh, that same night we actually, I gave him two texts uh, to put melodies to. Creation Hymn and the other one was called O Fount of Love. Um, Have
1: have those both been on albums?
0: Yes, on a a couple of different albums. Yeah, I think I've heard
1: about them. Yeah.
0: So so now um, that you are a lead pastor at the Trails, um, I- is there a big difference between the the songwriting uh, kind of craft and how you're uh, writing and preaching sermons? Oh, or are they more similar than they are different?
2: There are so many similarities. Mm-hmm. I, I do think of it, it as like crafting mm-hmm. on both of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, with hymn with writing, I'm looking at I'm weighing each consonant blend and I'm weighing each vowel sound and making sure those serve the truth mm-hmm. and making sure they fit in the melody. Mm-hmm. And if you do that as a preacher with like 3600 words, you'll go insane. <laughs> and so it's not it's not that careful. It's true. But there's so many things mm-hmm. so many similarities thinking about, you know, how much, how much room... So even in hymn writing, right? it's like, h- how much truth do you put here? And also leaving space for people to respond That's to right. it. Yeah. That's right. Both are important. And so with preaching, yeah. I don't wanna rush past the most profound doctrines of our faith mm. without leaving room for us to live in it mm-hmm. and worship the yeah. Lord because yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so yes, in those ways, songwriting and, and sermon writing are, are very similar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Matt, when you sit down to write a song or when you think about writing a song, like, what are you wanting that song to accomplish? Is is there something that drives you? You know, something, some burden that the Lord has put in you? Because because not everybody who leads music in the church writes songs. Yeah. Um, and I know you've really studied it. You really you've really worked at it. You've been very diligent. Yeah. But what's the fuel behind that? Can you mm. talk about that for a little bit? Just. Yeah, how I mean, that so, works for you?
2: Yeah, everything begins with a driving idea for me. So it's like, what is it? If I look at at the canon of our songs and think through where are the seams that need to be written into. Hmm. So I try to be aware of those hmm. things, hmm. like a topical index of the songs that we're singing right like now. Like a hymnal, exactly, I mean, exactly. Hymnal yeah. That. So yeah. So I'm thinking, like, you know, um, ours is a hymnal that just doesn't have a back cover. Right like we're still adding to it, yeah, and so um I'm thinking pastorally through where we need to sing mm-hmm. and um doctrinally, where we need to sing, uh, topically where we need to sing, and trying to write in those spaces. yeah uh, um, for me, wow. everything begins with that shaping idea. So uh, I mean, I'm joking when I say this, but, Once the first line is done, sixty percent of the work is done. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Because everything then serves in in the way that I write, which is just one one way. Yeah, yeah. Everything's going to serve that idea. Yeah. Mm. So young songwriters will have a great opening line, and then line two try to hit like doctrine of man. Line three, (laughs) doctrine of Christ. (laughs) Four, eschatology, ecclesiology. Is there a problem with it? It's like okay, what what you've just tried to do takes. Dozens of songs, yes. like one mm. song can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, what is the one thing that this song can do? So, I see church, I mm. see the, the tradition of church hymnody as this treasure chest of riches. Mm. And for me, I'm just trying to like find one coin and, and just throw it in there. Yeah, like this is this can't do it all, but it doesn't need to. We have all this, and and I mean I mean this treasure chest of hymnody from uh, Exodus fifteen to something that you guys wrote together last week, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so my little song doesn't have to do everything. Yeah, it's just got to do one thing well, Mm -hmm. and so I'll just throw it in there and just try to add to this this growing ever you know ever growing body of work. I
1: hope there's songwriters listening to this. We've done a number of Mm -hmm. songwriter podcast. John Althoff has been on, Nate Stiff has been on. Um, But that that thought right there is gold. I'm just looking at some of the titles of your songs. Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery, there you go. How Rich a Treasure We Possess, Christ is All, Let the Nations Be Glad, Uh, The King in All His Beauty, which is a song that we put on the Glorious Christ, a Sovereign Mm -hmm. Grace music album you and Matt wrote. Is that true? And then yeah. somebody else maybe, or I can't um, remember. I, I don't remember. Okay, maybe just you guys. I just wanted to put on because it is just so beautiful, yeah. and it's just right along with the title, The King yeah. in All His Beauty. Uh, so you, you have modeled that for years, and we are so much the better for it. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery, because that, that's been around yeah. a while. Was, was there any unique story of the writing of that song? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know how old it is. I, I remember when
2: and where I was when it started. Um, I was here in Louisville. We were doing a, a record for the Gospel Coalition, Songs for the Book of Luke. Yes. And uh, we were all um, at a studio that Sojourn uh, had. Yeah. And... Um, I don't love being in recording studios. Like, I'm happy to come and sing, but I'm not going to spend all day thinking through arrangements and stuff. It's mm. just, there's so many guys mm. like David Zimmer yes. that are so <laughs> gifted at that. Yes. I don't really need to be there. Yeah. And so I'd, go, I'd left, and I thought, I'm here. I'm away from my family. I've got nothing to do this afternoon mm. while they're all tweaking, you know, pads drum on sounds. the Nord and yeah, drum yeah, yeah, down yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. anything about. Yep. Um, I'll make the most of this time. There's a piano and I sat down and wrote that melody in five minutes. Mm. And mm. with that with that melody which you can you can tell it was written in five minutes actually. Well, it's only six notes. <laughs> so that's, that's um, which is
1: one more than than come uh, than when I survey the windows Cross. You know, yeah. the <laughs> one. you know,
2: even Matt you know, Matt would tell you that that melody is not um that memorable. It's pretty simple. It doesn't do much. And that's yeah, how you can yeah. know if I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I even I was unsure, because yeah. I'd, I'd it's not my normal voicing to start something on a three, mm-hmm. and I showed it to Mike Cosper right then, I said, mm. is this any good, this Is this terrible? Mm. And I had that opening line, come behold the wondrous mystery, and he said, yes, and I just believed him. And Great, so, mm. good job. Yeah, Michael Bleeker and I worked on it, headed back on a plane together mm. that night. That's right. And then uh, Bleecker and I had a hard time getting it over the finish line, so Papa came in and helped help mm. uh, finish okay. everything.
0: I, uh, in terms of like just a side note of melody, uh, I just I love that the melody was so simple to you. It was almost boring. It was almost like this isn't anything special. But those melodies that are so simple become repetitive, yes. and they become so easy to pick up and so easy to sing. Mm. And I, to encourage anybody writing songs or melodies is simple. is always better, uh, just because I think you can pick it up quickly. And I think yeah. the first time I heard "Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery," it sounded like, "Oh, this is a hymn.
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can sing this. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know." So I just I love that it was <laughs> kind of you know just a boring melody that I played and plucked out, but it's just this beautiful. Uh, where it ended up with the lyrics and how they pair so nicely with that.
2: Well, I, I would describe that as we're writing in the School of Watts. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that kind mm-hmm. of song is mm-hmm. in the School of Watts. So he is the great professor. He mm-hmm. is Dr. He Watts. He is. <laughs> and uh, I'm just way in the back of the room. But his values of, of doctrinal clarity mm-hmm. and simplicity... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so when I'm writing a melody like that, I wanna make sure that a five-year-old kid can sing it, mm. and that my grandmother can sing it, Yeah. because yeah, yeah. if we can get the corners sorted out, everybody in the middle will, will work their way. <laughs> well, That's it good.
1: encourages the right things, because the gospel is is multigenerational. Mm-hmm. And if if we write specifically... It's not that the Lord can't use songs that are geared towards a specific age group. He does. Yeah. I mean, obviously, He uses those. But when the church gathers, it is the five-year-old to the Mm 85-year-old, typically, Mm -hmm. and so you're looking for songs that express that, make it easy to express that unity that we have in the gospel. Yes. Mm -hmm. So a song like that does it, and I I was just thinking of the melody, da-da-da, that happens five times in every verse. So in four verses, you've sung that 20 times, da-da-da, da-da, except for one time, Uh, da-da-da. But... It doesn't matter because I think the words are so well crafted. Yes. You know, you, right. we do that at Christmas uh, because um, Rape, ra- uh, clothed and frail, and frail humanity. Frail humanity yeah. um, you know, but and then you get to the end; it brings such a hope. Da, 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 mm-hmm. da, da. It's it's a very contained, um, you know, expressiveness. Yes. It's, it, it only goes from the root to the sixth six notes but that's all you need mm. and i just i think it's, it's deceptively effective mm. um, so thanks for writing that how about um,
2: well i'm grateful that i get to write so much with matt papa because he's he's so brilliant
1: and he i is I, brilliant. Mean, I love us all acknowledge that he's it's brilliant. like
2: <laughs> the our relationship is 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 actually i, I mean this is helpful it, with songwriting that relationship is just very unique
1: mm. Mm. Strange. yeah strange
2: yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. not the norm yeah um, but, like, what he writes, like the melodies he writes, I just love, like, nine out of 10 of them. I mean, I'm in from, from like, the very beginning. <laughs> it's like, I'm his audience. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, i mean,
1: not the most helpful critic, but uh, I'm a terrible <laughs> critic
2: when it comes to his melodies.
1: Oh, uh, that's yeah. so great. Not like Stuart and Keith, in the Stuart Town and Keith Getty, where Keith Getty sends Stuart, you know, at the early days, you know, yeah. 80, 100 melodies. Yeah. yeah I like these two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you know, the first song they wrote was In Christ Alone. So yeah. that's a little higher bar. They? Yeah, it is. It is the bar. <laughs> how about um uh, His Mercy is Born. His Mercy is more. Yeah. Can't remember the name. Yes. how, how did that come about?
2: Um, I had read Tony Ranke's book on... um, Do you know the Crossway series on the Christian life? Yes. Mm. Tony did that one on John Newton. Yes. And his pastoral letters. Chapter
1: on assurance is so good. It's incredible. The whole book's... Mm.
2: That's like... I think it was 2017 maybe or something. Yeah. That's my book of the year. Yeah. I loved reading that book. You did
1: such a good job with that.
2: And um, John writes this letter to one of his church members that's Mm. fighting besetting sin and uh, she's wanting help. And that's, huh. that's his comment back to her, that uh, while our sins are many, the mercy of Christ is more. Mm. And so look to the mercies of Jesus, um, kind of echoing like a McShane, oh, mm. I'm sure McShane kind of yeah, picks up on yeah, that yeah. thought later. For but... every
1: look you one look you take at yourself, take 10 looks at Christ. Mm. Yes. And so um,
2: the melody, it's kind of interesting. Um, I think it was my idea, uh, to start this direction and um uh, um away in a manger um mm-hmm. I, I wanted to re I want to do something like in this away in a manger mm. thing. So like away in a manger no rib mm. for a yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so I just I matched that meter which is which which is quite huh. irregular, right? Wow. Yeah. That's not a common yeah
1: um well, it's a six, is it a, eight.
2: Well, I'm sorry, but the like the metrical um, away in a manger. No, oh, I oh, know. I see. Oh, the length. So the, yeah, uh, the yeah, that's 11s. Yeah, yeah, yeah that so is. It, it's 11s, which is yeah. not, I normally would start with eight. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, start, I think the whole thing is 11s, the verse anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I'd forgotten, we actually wrote a different chorus to it. I was driving on my truck just maybe six months ago, and I, this, you know how, It'll just play your phone. It plays songs yeah. without, yeah. You, yeah. without you, you wanting it, yeah, wanting it to or yeah, anything. Yeah. Uh, it played this old work tape of His Mercy is More. Hmm. And there was a different chorus that's absolutely horrible, horrible. <laughs> I, Thanks I, for not yeah. inflicting that on us. I <laughs> sent it to Matt yeah. afterward. I said, I don't even remember this. It was, it was. Um, I'm very grateful.
1: That wow. is interesting when you, when you hear bad. the original versions of the songs. I wish people yeah. could hear more of those. I mean, it would give songwriters real hope to realize yes. that that's what that song first sounded yeah. like. Like, people think these songs just come out, you know, yeah. just kind of spontaneously, and you, you know, it takes five minutes to write a five minute song. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it just takes a lot of work. Well, yeah, and and it he, takes
0: a lot of songs.
2: Well, and, and you know our style is just so slow. So some hymns take three years to write, mm-hmm.
1: and it's okay. Can you say again. that again? Some hymns take how long to write? Yeah,
2: like Sing We the Song of Emmanuel took three oh. years. Oh, mm. wow. Well. Three years. Now, now, we're not working on it every day or even every week or month, right. but it's like, as we get to it again, let's tinker and see what happens. And mm. if it's not today, I'll put it up and we'll look at it again next month. Or... And
1: And how do you know when it's done? Well, you uh, both have to agree on it, right?
2: Yeah, uh, that's important. I, in co-writing, that is important. I think if you're writing a song on your own, I think just knowing, getting feedback from other people is a helpful way to say, okay, this song is done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are thoughtful and can speak into that, probably even having um, you know, one of your pastors look at it as well and yeah, yes. say, like, would this be beneficial for us to sing
1: yes. as a church? And then just doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. small group, yeah. maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I think it would be so great to have like a group of people you could call over on a Friday night.
1: <laughs> can and, you sing this? Yeah, just like does hey you sing yeah. bass? Yeah. You just,
2: like, yeah. Accumulate friends who can sing four part harmony. Yeah. And just sort it out. See if like does this does this sing well? Do people mm. enjoy singing this? Mm. Yeah. Like is this an enjoyable thing for us to sing? That's that, so that great. That would be great.
0: Uh Matt, the hardest thing about this podcast is that we we try to keep it brief. Uh, and so we're coming to a close. But I just had um, one final question for you. Uh, as you started leading uh, worship since you were 15 and kind of growing up leading worship and then trans, uh, transferring into being a lead pastor, that's such a unique perspective to be able to lead yeah. worship for so long, and then now you're leading your congregation. What, what advice or just piece of advice would you have for young worship leaders uh, who are um, either getting started or have been in a church for, you know, a couple two years, three years? What advice would you have uh, for them in their Sunday gatherings? Hmm. That's a great question. I, I
2: think um, to think pastorally about what you're doing hmm. and everything. Excellent. Um, talking about just aims and focus of that, is just making sure that the things that every piece of the service uh, that you're responsible for is aimed at the glory of God mm. first. That everything serves the people of God in, in building them up as worshipers and followers of Jesus, and then faithfully holding out the goodness of the gospel to all who adhere. Yes, mm. yes. I think if, mm-hmm. if, if our songs have those contours, I think we're doing well.
0: That's excellent. Really good. Matt, thanks so much for being with us. Hey. Man, it's been a joy. this is
1: so kind of the Lord to have you join mm. us. We'll have, to, we'll have to have you back for more conversation. Yep. I love this. gonna be great. Thanks for having me. It'll be great. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.